Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the psalm. Verse 10, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as King forever. So far our text. Many people are afraid of thunderstorms. The flash of the lightning, the boom of the thunder, the rattling of the windows. All of these things we find as scary at times. And when we hear passages like in the psalm where it says, the God of glory thunders, and he sits enthroned over the flood, it sounds kind of scary. Because that's what's ingrained in our human nature. As we see the God of glory thundering, and we think of that as simply wrath and judgment. And we have good reason for it too. Because as we look through history and look through all the mythologies of the world, which God is the God that is king over all the rest of them? It's the God of thunder. Whether it's Zeus, Jupiter, Baal, Marduk, Thor, they're all gods of thunder because they are what many people fear the most. Because we think of it as wrath. So when we hear the Lord sits enthroned over the flood and he reigns as king forever, it sounds scary. It sounds like this is not good news. But he's there for you and for your benefit. Because this is the flood that he sits enthroned over. The flood that washed away all of your sins. The flood that gives you eternal salvation. The flood that gives you the promise of life everlasting. As we look at the baptism service in the hymnal, we have Luther's great flood prayer where he goes through and talks about the flood being that judgment, but also the redemption of Noah and his family. The parting of the Red Sea as being the judgment on the Egyptians, but the salvation of the Israelites. And then he comes to our gospel reading this morning. Jesus, the Son of God, holy and righteous God Himself, coming to be baptized in the midst of all of the sinners gathered around John, confessing their sins. What sins does He have to confess? What is He looking for redemption from? You and me. Our sins. This is the great mystery of the great exchange that starts here at the baptism of our Lord and goes on to Good Friday and finally to Easter. It is here as he is baptized by John that his sins aren't forgiven because he has none. He takes on your sins and mine. He becomes sin itself so that you and I might have the promise that those sins we confess, 
whether it's at the beginning of the divine service here, or in private confession, or even in private prayer to God, and in our, our conversation to one another, that we can actually have forgiveness because of Him. The question often comes about, why was Jesus baptized? Why was He there? Matthew tells us when he relates the baptism of our Lord that John wanted to stop Jesus. He flatly refused to baptize him. But he says, no, we must do this to fulfill all righteousness. If you are to do your job, John, and I am to do my job, we have to do this. I have to take on the sin of the world so that you and everyone else in the world may be saved. Because it is this flood that God sits enthroned over that has washed away all your sins. It gives you salvation and the promise of life everlasting in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.